Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host Clayton at Clates AFC and uh, it's been a while but uh, going solo again. So um, first of all, apologies for the last few weeks and the inconsistencies. Uh, life has just been crazy uh, for Nima and I um, and it's been really difficult to try and schedule time and rather than uh, another one skipping us by, I thought, let me just go solo. Let me Rather than the um, the usual format of kind of going through all of the stats, the context of games, the lineups, I thought, let me just do an informal um, wrap-up of the last two weeks again, uh, I guess, and uh, and touch on the, uh, the Newcastle game this weekend, because it's been a mixed bag since Chelsea away. So, uh, yeah, first of all, obviously, we, um, we started great. It was <laughs> severe away, uh, 2-1 win away there, and that is absolutely brilliant. I know... At, it's weird. It feels like it was such a long time ago now, um, and like all of the narratives that were doing the rounds and stuff. But I think to go and win away there, and the manner in which we did it as well, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I guess just to recap, the, the team it was obviously Raya was in goal, back four it was Tommy Asso at left back. He was absolutely brilliant in that game. He um, he was finding himself in some crazy pockets of spaces and uh yeah some of the runs he was making off the ball where he was receiving the ball really great performance so the back four was white saliva gabriel tommy midfield three was Jorginho, rice odegaard and the front three was saka jesus martinelli and i feel like it's one of those it was so long ago right so there's no need to kind of go into detail and analyze that game but it was just more the context of that result um in the group obviously it's past top right so we're top by one point now uh we've obviously got severe in the return fixture at home next wednesday and yeah the reason i wanted to kind of highlight it overall as a period uh this fortnight is because the way the moods shift and it's obviously dictated by results in different competitions it swings so heavily so after severe away we're on cloud nine obviously it was a dis even though we came back to draw against chelsea i think the manner of the first half performance put a bit of a downer on things but we recovered went away to severe uh, and showed i hate these cliches but we showed all of the cliches in terms of grit determination character and um yeah really big win away from home and then had a nice game at home to Sheffield United. And I remember going into this one saying, like, this is the game. I feel like we've not had just we've had a lot of controlled performances and results. Uh, sorry, controlled performances, not results. But I feel like we haven't had that comfortable just rock up, play our football, win, no dramas. And that's what I wanted going into the game. Um, and Arteta obviously made a couple of changes for that. So Kivior came in. Uh, Gabriel got a rest, in my opinion. Uh, seen a few people. It was funny. I, I tweeted about this. I um, obviously play FPL, right? So I'm in the FPL Twitter sphere uh, and also big up, big Arsenal um, uh, following, I guess. Uh, I like seeing the different spheres on Twitter. And um, it was so interesting. Like FPL Twitter was in a meltdown. Like, what's going on? What, what's Arteta got against him and stuff? And Arsenal fans were just like, yeah, it's just a rest against the worst team in the league. It's the ability, it's the chance to give someone like Kivior, who's got good ability, who probably should have had more minutes so far, the chance to play a game. So I don't think it was deep at all. Um, yeah, so the the team for that was obviously Ryering goal, back for a white Saliba, Kivior, Zinchenko, who I thought as good as tomiasu has been, I've, I think that was a good decision. Suits that sort of game. Obviously, hindsight's one thing, but even prior to the game, I thought he'd play because of the kind of ability to play in between the lines and stuff. Uh, midfield three was Rice, Havertz and Smith-Rowe. 
Uh, and then front three was Sakura and Ketia, Hattrick, Hero and Martinelli. And uh, yeah, on that game, again, no need to really go into a huge level of detail and dissect things for the sake of it. Like it's been and gone now, but just to kind of touch on it, I and Ketia, like fair play. I, he's uh, It's hard to do these fortnight reviews because something that has happened a week ago is then superseded by what happened on Wednesday at West Ham. So... Eketia alone against Sheffield United, fair play, like brilliant hat trick. Um, I didn't actually think off, okay, I didn't think his on the ball link up play and everything was great, if I'm being honest. And like, I'm someone that traditionally likes Eketia more than I'd say the average Arsenal fan, but um, yeah, there's no point in talking about that stuff. He bagged the hat trick, right? Uh, really good goals, obviously. The third one was a screamer. Uh, and fair play to him. And it was just, it was a nice, comfortable performance for Arsenal. It was, I can't remember what the stats was, but I'm pretty sure Sheffield United had like an XG of 0.02. And it was a half shot from, I want to say in their own half. Was it? No, that's that's a lie. It was it was a long distance shot from memory. I think it was a hammer, hammer guy, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just nice. It was very, it felt like a preseason game, to be honest. Like even when we scored, I didn't go ballistic. And I usually go mad when we score. Um, it was just nice, and every time there was a chance of a transition for them, we were just in the right areas, nullified any threat. The odd times there was a foot race, you have Saliba, so good luck. Um, Smith Rowe, uh, so obviously today, this morning, Mikel Arteta has done his press conference and said Smith Rowe's out for a, I don't actually know what the time scale was. I want to say he said a few weeks, um, but even with that in mind, I didn't think he was amazing against Sheffield United, to be honest. I feel like these are the games where if you're given a chance, you need to come in and show that. I, I talk about Havertz a lot, the urgency and the kind of, yeah, it's just urgency, really. And I didn't see any of that with Smith And I get it. It's probably a confidence thing, you're easing yourself back in. But I then look at Trossard, who came on off the bench and the injection and urgency in every action he performed. That's something what Smithrow has to be doing. And unfortunately, he's injured now. So uh to be honest, I I think he's I think he's done at Arsenal. I do. Uh I'm not saying I want that, but me saying I don't want that is because of what I've seen of him in the past and the Haylender. I I'm not seeing anything in this new modern Arsenal that is not lo- no longer looking at top four, is aiming to compete on all fronts. I've not seen anything that suggests he can fit in and add value, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, so I sadly think he may be done. Uh, one to keep an eye on, but I just think performances like that against Sheffield United, you have to be doing more. And then obviously it's a shame he's injured, but that's... That's the thing. You can't have passengers in, in where we're looking to head. Uh, but yeah, 5-0 was absolutely brilliant win. Uh, Havertz was another one. I I feel like I'm giving myself a name for being a Havertz hater, and I'm not. Like I can, I can see the theory in why we went for him as a left eight in terms of like defensively. I think he's better than we all thought he would be. And when we signed him, I feel like we all said, oh, yeah, we can see the kind of theory in terms of his runs into the box, the way he will crash into the box, a target at the back post. And I think, if anything, we were all comparing to Xhaka and we were thinking, okay, but then how does he make up for the defensive stuff that we've lost with Xhaka? And I'd say it's been completely flipped. He's doing the defensive stuff as good as Xhaka, if not better, in terms of his jewels and yeah, he's just really good defensively, but 
I have been so consistent with this all season from day one. And uh, I genuinely feel like I was one of the first to actually vocalize this. And I'm seeing it now with like bigger accounts that are saying it as well. His off the ball movement and urgency offensively is so poor. There's no instruction in any of his actions in terms of offensive movement. And it's a concern. I, uh, I think for me, he has to only be used as a centre forward in this given moment. I just don't see any value in what he provides as a left eight. And again, the, the reason I'm bringing it up is because even against Sheffield United, I know he didn't play in the left eight in that game, but there were so many times where he found himself in great positions between the lines. And he's, he just needs to be demanding it and take it and be confident and take it on the turn and pop it off and make the runs. And I just feel like it, I feel like he's constantly caught in two different zones and just kind of drifting through them rather than committing to one and urgently moving between the lines sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I've been so disappointed with him and I know I'm, I don't really know what the general feel is. I feel like we are quite a supportive fan base and I'd say throughout the course of the season, I've probably been in the minority of thinking he's been poor. Um, and I know like Nima and I had a debate about it in one episode as well. Um, I'm just, just not there with him. As a left eight, anyway, really not there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm con conscious I've spoken about two wins and I've only mentioned negatives. Um, that's not to take away from the wins, obviously. Like I said, Severe away, absolutely huge result. Uh, let's go on and beat Severe at home, Lens at home, hopefully get that group one before I uh, actually fly out to Amsterdam and hopefully bag myself a ticket for PSV away. Uh, but that would be nice. Top the group and... Um, hopefully rest some players towards the end. Uh, Sheffield United, big win. Uh, one of the things we've been speaking about this season is like the offensive unit not clicking and being fluid. And uh, I think while I, I agree with that, and it's something that has been a concern of mine, we haven't played the likes of, well, we have now, but it was Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton at home that other teams have been able to like, in air quotes, stat pad against. Um, so yeah, we've had one of them. Let's bring on the others and let's see where our offensive metrics rank after we've played all of them. I think it's just the nature of we're a different beast this season, right? And we're facing different challenges in terms of low blocks after low blocks and teams are really packing out the central areas and we're having to go wide and Saka's got two, three options on him. And then usually you've got your Odegaards or Ben White's in the half spaces, but that that those lanes are being packed off as well so it's different challenges we're facing which is causing us offensive problems but ball progression in central areas is something we're struggling with and I've been vocal about I feel like as amazing as Rice has been I don't think he on his own can solve that problem and I think we're missing parties ball progression but then he's another he's another guy who goes and gets injured and He's unreliable. Um, so I think that's another one where we he'll play a role in the business end of the season, but in terms of long-term sustainability, um, it's probably not uh, someone we can rely on. Uh, so yeah, that was severe away, Sheffield United. And then West Ham in the Cup. So it was a disappointing 3-1 exit. Uh, I was actually at that game and oh, that away end was absolutely shocking. I don't know. I do know what it was. Uh, I have to be careful with how I word it, but really poor away. And you can tell it's full of people that don't really... Yeah, like I said, you have to be careful how you word these things. 
it was full of people that wouldn't really put in the graft to actually go and support Arsenal away from home consistently. Let me just say that. It was diabolical. Like, I didn't hear many songs that got going and got repeated and actually made its way around. And I'd say we have one of the best away ends in the league, but they were drowned out by a lot of people that aren't proper away day followers, I'd say. Um so yeah, that was really diabolical. Um, and then the performance on the, do you know what? In the first half, I uh, perhaps unpopular opinion, I actually thought we were fine. Um, yeah, I ge- genuinely think we were fine. Obviously, it was an unfortunate own goal from White. Um, but the first half, I feel like it was fine. We were dominating the ball, we were getting in high areas. I'm sure it's just it's the consistent theme this year of we're not creating clear-cut chances per se. But in terms of the areas we were occupying and nullifying their clear, like as much as I'm saying we didn't create clear chances, I don't feel like they did in the first half either. But then the own goal after 15 minutes or so completely changes the uh, the nature of what you're up against, right? Uh, and before I do carry on with that, I feel like I should obviously touch on the team. So Ramsdale came into in, came in goal. Uh, back four was White, Kivi or Gabriel Zinchenko, so Saliba got a well-deserved rest. Midfield three of Jorginho, Havertz, Vieira. <sighs> yeah, I'll get on to that. And then front three of Nelson and Ketia Trossard. Um, where do I want to start with this? I feel like Nelson was okay, you know. Um, I feel like I talk a lot about urgency in your actions and kind of giving information and what you're trying to do. I feel like Nelson was someone that actually tried to move the needle forward and he got the ball and there was a purpose to things he was doing. Fair enough, not everything came off, but, and I understand he went off because you've got Bakayo Saka to come and try and change the game. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he was okay for me, completely honest. Midfield free though, flipping hell. It's, yeah. Last season, I was talking about Vieira the same way I'm talking about Havertz now in terms of urgency and taking control and showing a bit of personality and that midfield free was just so weak and didn't do in and I don't mean physically weak I mean that they were physically weak but when I say weak I mean in terms of personality to actually get on the ball and control that middle of the park I just feel like everything was so half-arsed in every action and there was no yeah, it was just it was a poor midfield showing, and I feel like that kind of dictated the rest of the game. To be honest, um, there was no real clear chances. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was a disappointing night all round. Uh, was I? I was one of those like pre-match. I was talking to my mates, and I was looking forward to going to the game. Obviously, uh, it was my second London away day, and I knew it wouldn't be the same as like Chelsea, obviously, where that was in the league and there's higher stakes, but. It was one of those. I just thought, okay, it is a, if we can go through, it is a chance of a cup. But at the same time, it's like we have got bigger fish to fry sort of thing. So, yeah, it's one of those. I'm, I'm sure my reaction would be different had we won, but I wasn't losing any sleep over it. It was just more, it was a really disappointing night out, I guess, because how bad the away end was and how bad the performance was. Um, but yeah, so that was obviously disappointing, but we've got a chance to make it right now. So we've got Newcastle away this weekend. <sighs> That's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough. Uh, we obviously did well there in the summer, beat them away from home. Uh, but then the year before we struggled, uh, it's one of the toughest places to go in the country and in Europe, I'd say. Uh, the atmosphere is phenomenal. I think they're, 
I've been another thing really consistent on Newcastle, how highly I rate them. I think they're still underrated by many in terms of how well drilled they are um, and the way they press you, the way they cut passing lanes, the way they manipulate how we used to last season with White Odegaard and um, Saka. They're really good at manipulating overloads on their right-hand flank as well, obviously with Trippier, Almiron and then it's long staff typically but the runs he makes are really clever uh, and I think he's actually I'm not saying he's underrated but I'd say what he does is underappreciated by many um, so yeah preview for this game if I'm being completely honest I don't see us winning um, what do I think the team will be uh, one thing I didn't mention obviously was a it's not really a dilemma in terms of goal I feel like it's crystal clear who's number one in David Raya and uh I was one of those where I thought Ramsdale should be given a chance because of some of Raya's performances. Uh, but Ramsdale got his chance and did not take it, did he? Uh, and he's definitely a fan's favourite, great character, but we're going to a level that is beyond sentiment, unfortunately. And when you get the same, as I said about Smith Rowe, when you get a chance like that, you just have to take it. Uh, there's no, there's little margin for error at this level. Um, so yeah, on that. Raya's obviously going to be back and goal. Uh, I think the back four, three of them picks itself uh, in white Saliba Gabriel. I actually think he will go Tomiyasu for this one. I feel like Arteta is getting impatient with Zinchenko in periods and the fact that he hooked him quite early on um, against West Ham as well and put Tommy back in. And Tomiyasu obviously started and did fantastic in Seville. Uh, in Seville. Uh, I think Tomiyasu will come in and play left back in this one. Uh, so help both help defend in that left left hand side, but also what he's giving us in terms of it. He is fine on the ball. I actually think he's underrated on the ball, but it's more his ability to. I think the left offensive half space is an area we're struggling in, and I think he gives us that ability to actually make those runs that Zinchenko doesn't because he's such a ball magnet. So I think Tommy Asu gives you the ability to both defend and nullify transitions well, but also stretch and create space for others with his offensive runs. So I think Tomiyasu will go in at left back. Party's obviously injured. Uh, Odegaard, Arteta said, had a, he had a niggle, but he came on, scored against West Ham uh, in the left half space, which was interesting. Um, and Arteta said he'll, he'll be in contention to start against Newcastle. So I think he'll come back in. Uh, and I think the midfield three will be Jorginho, Rice and Odegaard. And then front three, I actually think it's going to be Havertz up top for this game. And uh, Saka and Martinelli either flank with him. And I think the Havertz up top thing is, like I said, I've been disappointed with him as a left eight. But up front, whenever he's played that, I think he looks very good. Uh, and I think him up top when Newcastle are so good at pressing is going to be a release valve for us in a way. And I think it gives us the ability to both play out through the back and hopefully through and around their press. But when it's not on and you've got Raya's distribution, Havertz as that outlet sort of thing. Um, and obviously Botman, I think, is still out. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to go Havertz up top. I think the ability to kind of hit him as a target man, but also... Yeah, that, that's mainly it, to be honest. Hit him as a target man. I'm not saying we'll go direct and long all the time, but it gives you the ability to do both, um, which with Nketiah, you only have the ability to kind of play off and around him, whereas Havertz, you can play off him, to him, around him, through him. So it just gives you different options. So that's what I think we're going to do. 
Unfortunately, though, my score prediction, uh, I'm going for our first loss of the season. Uh, I'm just being honest. And uh, I think we're going to lose 2-1. I think Newcastle, from memory, I think they're the, in terms of underlying offensive metrics, I, I want to say they're the best this season in the league. Uh, and it's interesting because we're the best defensive team on underlyings. I just think they'll create a couple of good opportunities against us and they'll score a couple and I think they'll do a good job in nullifying us being able to create clear chances ourselves so I'm going 2-1 to Newcastle unfortunately and uh, like I've always said on this I well I'm 95% of the time honest the one time I wasn't where I tried to get swayed away was City away last year and like Everything in my head was telling me I didn't think we'd win, but I was watching Fever Pitch, I was watching the 89 film, and I was like convincing myself of stuff. So I don't want to do that again. I actually want to be true to myself in what I believe will happen. And unfortunately, I think we're going to fall just short um, away at Newcastle tomorrow night. So hopefully I'm wrong. But yeah, my prediction's two on Newcastle. But I would love to be wrong, obviously. So with that in mind, uh, I'll call it there. So nice 20 well i think it was nice <laughs> let, let me know what you think it was a uh, you can see there was no structure to this one per se just wanted to have a little chat about the last two weeks uh in nima's absence and touch on tomorrow away at newcastle but let's hope i'm wrong let's go and get three points there let's go and beat Sevilla next wednesday and let's try swing things around again and put together a nice little run up the arsenal <laughs>